0: Grain-maker. Hey! Hey! Welcome, everyone, to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a prairie-proud wrestling podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day. The sun is shining It is beautiful outside. It looks like winter is finally behind us and we can enjoy some nice weather and some time outdoors, which I am very excited for the, I already saw the ice cream man drive by there's kids playing basketball. It is, it's nice to see finally. So, um, before we get started with, uh, today's episode, uh, If you aren't familiar yet, if you haven't seen online, I know I've tweeted it out a bunch of times. Um, It's up on, you know, I've posted stuff on Instagram and on Facebook. But I am fortunate enough to be a part of the upcoming 3D Pro Wrestling Show here in Winnipeg. May 26th at the Osborne South Legion. Yours truly, Blair Pacheco, will be doing the commentary for the event. I am very excited for it. So far, there's uh, some great local names announced and uh, hopefully more to come. So you gotta stay tuned. Stay tuned to'll I'll make sure I tweet it out. check out the 3D pro Winnipeg or 3D pro wrestling Twitter account. Um, you know what? i'm I'm very excited for it and I cannot wait to be a part of it. and I hope you will join us there. Tickets are twenty dollars in advance, twenty five at the door. Grab them today, be a part of it, and let's have some fun. You know what? It's uh, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, and uh, honestly, I am so stoked for this. You have no idea. We've been filming some stuff and uh, just having a lot of fun with it. So um, check it out. Check out the Twitter. Check out Instagram. Grab tickets. Come down. Have fun, and uh, let's check out some wrestling. Be a part of it, all right? This week on the podcast, I was joined by one of the top – Canadian wrestlers on the independent scene. I am very comfortably comfortable saying that because he was recently announced as number one for the month through PWI Canada for their monthly rankings. This week I was joined by golden boy Travis Williams. He has been lighting it up out west for uh, NEW and BC 365, just absolutely tearing it up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, he is something to, someone to watch for someone who I see really big things for in wrestling. You, you come across wrestlers and sometimes you just see the it factor and Travis has it. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Travis Williams. Now, if you aren't familiar with a lot of the independent wrestlers outside of Manitoba, one of the people that you need to familiarize yourself with and fast is my guest today, who is absolutely lighting it up in the Pacific Northwest, Travis Williams. Travis, how's it going?
1: It's going great, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. I know uh, you've had a you know a busy weekend with wrestling, and I'm glad we actually got the chance to uh, sit down and chat.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you giving me this, uh, this platform to just chat, man. I appreciate it.
0: For sure. Now let's start from the very beginning. Now, what was your earliest recollection of wrestling?
1: Earliest? Oh man, Um, I'd probably say in like grade, maybe like five or six. I kind of started getting introduced to wrestling through my buddies, Mm -hmm. Um, and they were into uh, into like WWE and all that. And I kind of started watching. I think Jeff Hardy was like the first sort of guy that I, I really cared about and attached myself to. Mm -hmm. um as far as as far as wrestling goes and then it kind of just grew from there and uh you know everyone just sort of you know not everyone but most people just kind of end up growing out of it or they find something else or it's just sort of you know they just watched it you know when they're younger yeah and they don't follow up but i never really always well obviously i never really (laughs) lost that passion for it um and I, I never grew out of it. I think there was like a time period where I'm like, you know what? I'm old enough. I'm, that's it. I'm done with wrestling. You know, I, I'm moving on. And then like two months later, I'm right back at it. <laughs> it,
0: it. It hooks you in and just draws you to it.
1: It really does. It really does. And I think, in you know, people who, who truly understand it and appreciate the, uh, the uh, you know, sounds cliche, but the art form that it is, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's impossible to, uh, to leave once you realize how, how amazing uh, it really is.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so many different things that can attract you to wrestling and hold your attention, whether it's the storytelling, the in-ring work or, you know, promos, or even just like, you know, the, you know, the high flying style of wrestling, you know, there's something that can really grasp a hold of your attention.
1: Totally. Yeah. And there's so many options. Like you said, you kind of touched on, like there's the high flying aspect and then, you know, there's, there's, there's just so many different aspects of it that it's, yeah, I think there's something for everything, for everyone. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Uh, I like that you had mentioned Jeff Hardy because I feel like one of my friends had mentioned this. That it seems everyone growing up in, if you're a wrestling fan, now at some point or another, you were a fan of Jeff Hardy.
1: Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that.
0: When you were younger, what was it that you liked most about it?
1: About just wrestling?
0: It just wrestling.
1: Um. Well, I think it was mostly you know, I was just, I was attached to, uh, so I guess it was just the Jeff Hardy and um, his character, but more, the more I watched it, I appreciated, I think the athletic um, performance aspect of it all mm-hmm. is kind of what drew me in because after Jeff Hardy, um, I got really into like, obviously CM Punk is a, it's a big one for most people. But through CM Punk, I kind of found uh, Ring of Honor and other mm-hmm. um, indie promotions and stuff like that. I think that's what really drew me in and kind of made me think I wanted to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So just the, like in Ring of Honor, obviously, you know, they uh, the athletic part of wrestling is a, a major priority there. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of what, um, you know, got my attention because I was into in sports and stuff in high school. And I always appreciated that. And I, at one point, I wanted to do acting in that. And you know, so the two worlds kind of just combined. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's just kind of what what made me really, really decide. You know, this is what I want to do for my life. Mm-hmm.
0: At what like uh, you had mentioned, you know, you had decided to do it. How long you know before you had gotten into training? You know, was it because you started training just after high school, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, just after high school, like right after I graduated. As um, soon as I turned 18, actually, I think it was almost exactly a month after I turned 18, um, I got into uh, to training. But I was a, I think I decided I wanted to do it when I was probably in like, I don't know, grade nine maybe. I was probably like 14, 15, and mm-hmm. uh, is when I decided I wanted to pursue it. So I was looking at it for a while. And uh, even in grade 11, 12, I was looking at like local promotions around the area that I could uh, start at. Mm -hmm. Uh, So
0: let's talk about your jump into training, because I mean, you got your training through
1: ECCW, right? Oh, that's where I originally started. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. And uh, so let's talk about jumping into training, uh, what it was like for yourself.
1: Yeah. So um, I did a tryout. So um, it is the same way now. With Lionsgate Dojo is that everyone has to do a tryout first. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was it was me, Sharif Morrow, Jackie Lee, and Eric Strange uh, was was uh, all in the first tryout class that I did. And uh, yeah, I mean it went well. It was tough. It was physically demanding, and they kind of they test you. And uh, it was Artemis Spencer, Nicole Matthews, Tony Baroni, Billy Suede. They're all there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually, I think Suede was was away. I think he was in the Philippines at the time, but. That was uh my first ever, you know, time even like stepping in a ring, obviously, and all that. And then I think it was about like maybe a couple weeks after when we first started uh, actually doing like training classes. And yeah. yeah. So,
0: I mean, you were training with uh, like, it was uh, Sharif and Jackie there. And you guys are still like, it seems almost hand in hand, like throughout your careers. Cause I mean, they're a big part of NEW with yourself wrestling all through uh, BC. So it seems like you guys have developed quite the relationship.
1: Totally. Yeah. Those guys are, are family to me. And a lot of the people at the dojo, I'd say everyone at the dojo is, you know, I consider family, but those guys, especially I've had such a close connection with, and we, we bonded um, pretty quick. And Eric strange too, who uh, is wrestling in Hungary right now and stuff like that. So he's still continuing on and he was you know so amazing so athletically gifted and um yeah we had this this special connection and it hasn't really stopped you know outside of wrestling we hang out you know i just saw shreve last night actually um mm-hmm. outside of wrestling so we make the time to still see each other if we don't have a show or whatnot and uh i'm i'm grateful for the connection that we made and i'm you know, I, I don't think many people get that, right? You know, I think I'm lucky to to join with at the exact same time with two people who are just the same mindset as me and just mm-hmm. as motivated and just as hungry. And I think that's that's special and I'm I'm lucky to have that.
0: Without a doubt, that's something that you don't hear about often that you guys can, you know, break in together and hold that relationship all through your careers. Totally.
1: Yeah. I'm uh I'm super grateful for uh, for having them by my side.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, now in training i mean you're learning from i mean artemis and nicole are two of the you know top names you know that i know that like myself i'm familiar with um what were some of the biggest takeaways from them and from tony
1: uh, uh i know him <laughs> as tony but <laughs> you know what i was um, thinking
0: of uh, phil baroni the uh uh fighter
1: oh okay yeah yeah um <laughs> sorry tony yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you will tweet at yeah, you yeah. later on. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say except for I, I look up to them so much and they truly like held our hands, you know, without, without sounding, you know, a little lame there, but they really did like they, they uh, took us in and they put us under their wing and they guided us through this crazy world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think without that, it would have been tough. And I think we, I would have been, you know, a little lost. I can't speak for the other guys, but I think it would have been a little loss of what to do and what to say and who to talk to, but with their guidance, um, and their mentorship, they helped me so, 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 so much. And especially, you know, Tony and Sway taking me in and, and letting me join the wise men, which was just insane mm-hmm. that they gave me that opportunity. So I, I look up to them so, so much. And, uh, yeah, I see them all as like mentors and, and, uh, um, yeah, I'm just grateful. And I, I didn't use that word again. but
0: you, you know what? The three of them are really doing a great job training the next generations of independent wrestlers, without a doubt.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, how long after training before you were able to have your first match?
1: Uh, six months, I believe. It was yeah. uh, six months to the... Because to the, we started in uh, December and then... Training started started creeping in around January, and then we started in June. Was our first match, and right. uh, luckily we got to do it together, which was really cool as well.
0: Nice. Um, heading into that first match, what was? Do you remember what you were feeling going into that?
1: Oh yeah, I was fucking nervous, man. <laughs> I was so nervous, uh, and I think a lot of it too is just the idea of of knowing I wanted to do it for so long, and watching it, and then finally, you know, this is my my chance. Mm -hmm. and my opportunity so just tons of nerves um but i also remember how i felt afterwards and i was just so i think relieved it was Mm -hmm. one of them and and just so happy you know that i kind of got to begin that the journey of professional wrestling
0: Now, i mean i'm i'm sure you had your family and friends support heading when you decided to become a wrestler have were they able to be there for your first match or at least you know make it there afterwards
1: yeah, my family is beyond supportive, mm-hmm. uh, and I, you know, so I don't think a lot of people get to have that, and I, I, think I'm, I'm lucky to have that. My, uh, my family was there for the first match, and they, man, I think they've, they've definitely been to more shows than they've missed, which is mm-hmm. crazy. So, the fact that they, they come out on their weekends and still support me so much, I, I, I yeah, it's special, man. It's really special.
0: Within almost a half of year of uh, your debut in the ring, I mean, you were already crossing over to the states, wrestling down there. I mean, that really must say something for you, the dedication and work you were putting into uh, your wrestling.
1: Yeah, I think all of us were just kind of pushing each other and, and grinding so much in training. And I use this word a lot in other in other podcasts, but just like hungry, just just hungry for opportunities and hungry to keep keep on going forward. And, um, just not being satisfied with the position we were in. And I think all of us just kind of bouncing off each other is what is what kind of pushed all of us. Right. Like I think, and then it just sort of snowballed from there as well with all the new trainees and, Mm -hmm. um, all of our, uh, you know, our coaches, I think everyone just kind of pushes each other and we were just so hungry to improve and, Mm uh, Yeah.
0: Well, you mentioned the hungry and I mean, it's uh, I'm jumping a little bit with this one, but I know like right before the uh, pandemic hit, I mean, I was looking at some of your match listings and I mean, you were dipping down to the States almost like every other weekend or every, you know, two weekends, I mean, three, two, one defy prestige. I mean, you were really ripping it up down there along with a lot of those guys. So, I mean, to see that and then, you know, like the pandemic hits and it almost puts a halt to that. Like that's just gotta be a kick in the teeth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone got screwed by this pandemic and it was tough for everybody. So I don't want to complain too much, but yeah, I mean, it it was tough. Um, You know, no one obviously could have predicted it. So, um, yeah, it, it was pretty shitty. And then, you know, wrestling as a whole just was kind of put on hold as far as like training and that. So to have this major part of my life, right, for the last three, three or whatever years it was. And then to just it's it. It's mm-hmm. no more. You can't go to training. You know, I can't go train three, four times a week. There's just nothing I can do. It was tough. It was it was uh it was challenging. But you know, we made it through and I was able to get some wrestling in during the pandemic up at three six five. We did some shows and they were great about, you know, the mass mandate and keeping everyone uh, socially distanced. And they did such a good job mm-hmm. with that. So I'm grateful for uh, being able to kind of work through, you know, the ring rust that I, I uh, built up during those few years. And now that we're getting back to it, it's so awesome. And yeah, I'm just I think I'm just, you know, trying not to think about the, the two years I could have been doing stuff. But now I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to rock, so to speak. And I think we all are.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the past few months, you've really been building up steam, getting back into the groove of things. Do you have any plans to dip back down to the States?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think in the next uh, year or so, I think uh, definitely get back there and and, uh, do as much traveling around uh, the States as I can. Mm -hmm
0: do you have your eyes set on, you know, elsewhere, you know, whether it's Mexico, because I know a few, you know, there's been a few from uh, BC who went down there like miles and uh, Liza Hall were down there before. Do you have any plans for Mexico, maybe Japan, anything like that?
1: Yeah. I would love to go down to Mexico. um, I think with uh, Eli and and, uh, Liza and miles all went down. So I think, you know, they got some connections and I'd love to, uh, to join them if they go back or, uh, whatever it is, I'd love to go and and, uh, and definitely learn and just evolve my craft down there for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, starting off, I mean, you you were with ECCW to start off, and then, you know, made your way with 365 and uh, some of the other ones in BC. Was there any, ever any conflict between you have, being able to work those other shows? What was it like promotion-wise, uh, talent sharing?
1: Uh, no, there's not a lot of conflict. I think I don't know how it is other places i mean maybe that's a that's an issue but we're lucky enough to not have that that problem mm-hmm. and you know i think everybody wants everyone to work as much as they can as many places as they can yeah and i think that's how you grow you know i don't think you just working one promotion working the same people you're not you're not gonna really improve that much mm-hmm. so i think everyone wants everybody to to get out there and and wrestle as many people as they can and in, in different promotions and that's how people grow and that's how people get better so
0: it's it's a benefit for everyone from the wrestlers to the promotions itself i mean you should want if you know if you're wrestling for promotion a promotion a should be wanting you to wrestle for b and c improving yourself getting more eyes on your own promotion you know
1: definitely and i think uh nation extreme wrestling does a good job of even mentioning other other companies and that's really cool to see Mm -hmm. you know they mentioned in the commentary they'll mention three six five and whatnot and and Rickshaw and WrestleCore. Um, so I think if everyone can help everybody, the better it's going to be.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know what? Getting past the thought that like this promotion is the only promotion, not acknowledging other ones. I mean, because chances are the fans that are going to NEW are the same ones going to 365 or at the Rickshaw or anything like that. So they they all know what's going on. So don't treat it like they don't.
1: Yeah, I could agree more.
0: hmm Now let's talk a little bit about the progression of Travis Williams. When you were, you know, coming out of training, were you always sort of the, did you always embrace the heel aspect of wrestling?
1: Yeah, that was the only thing I really wanted to do. Honestly, (laughs) Uh, I never even considered being a a good guy or a baby face and whatnot. I always wanted to be the, uh, the heel. So from day one, that was my mindset. And, uh, um, I'm lucky and I'm glad that I had that in my mind so I was able just to just pursue that and work on that the most.
0: I was watching um uh, I was I queued up a few of your matches earlier. I watched you and Cody Chun from Defy. Um the uh Iron Man match with Judas and then I had watched earlier um my first introduction to you was your NEW match with Judas from the first show. And seeing the progression of uh the Travis hairstyles and it's like from the shorter to longer and i felt like the longer your hair got the more heelish you were so it's just one of those things like just embracing your heel the longer your hair gets
1: yeah i mean who knows maybe it gets down to my uh down to my lower back and then i'll just be a complete asshole i guess we'll, we'll find out uh i
0: mean you embrace the heel heat the get the crowd going and i mean it's noticeable in the shows has there ever been a time where you're like you're listening to the crowd and you kind of chuckle to yourself at some of the, uh, ribs they're giving you.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think the, uh, the old classic golden shower stuff I think that started, <laughs> I think I first heard it down in the, down in the States at prestige wrestling, um, was when I first kind of heard that. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's an interesting one. And it's followed me everywhere since. So, you know, it's hilarious. I think it's so funny.
0: I mean, if they're gonna chant something, you gotta be creative with it, you know, and try to crack a smile out yeah. of
1: you. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather hear you know, uh, golden shower chants, I guess, than absolute silence. So
0: yeah. So I mean, you had mentioned uh, Jeff Hardy, CM Punk, and those are two that I mean have very long-standing careers. I mean, they've been able to reinvent themselves, continue with wrestling for almost we're looking at over twenty years for both of them. Yeah. You're you're a young guy. How do you make sure that you can have that same longevity, longevity in your career?
1: Well, I think that it's a balance between really pushing yourself and knowing your limit. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think at, at, uh, you know, each show, you sh- everyone should want to, to be remembered and, uh, and sort of make a statement, right? I don't think anyone should be kind of phoning it in or, or taking it easy. I think you should always be pushing yourself, but at the same time, you got to know your limits, you got to know your boundaries and you can't. You know, no one wants to get hurt because there's no off season in, mm-hmm. in professional wrestling, right? So there's no time for really just uh, to to uh, lick your wounds, um, so to speak, and just and, and and rest, unless you got you know shows spread apart. But so it, it it's a balance between to go into the to the max, but also just knowing what I can and I I can't do, and and, uh, and knowing my body, right, as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm still uh, trying to figure that out, honestly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it's gotta be tough because I know you're young. You want to, you're hungry. Like you mentioned yourself, you're hungry. You always want to be chomping at the bit, making shows and, you know, putting yourself out there. But I mean, having to sometimes take a step back and be like, okay, well I'll hold off, you know, or, you know, listening to yourself and your body, it's, it's gotta be a tough balancing act.
1: Totally. Yeah. And I think it is a skill to have to know when, you know, you, you, you need to rest and you need to take time and just uh, recover. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, still still kind of uh figuring those out. And you know, the the older I get. I mean, I'm 23 now and uh you know there's things where I'm like, oh, that's not you know, that's not gone away then in the in, in a week like it usually has. So mm-hmm. and just um taking more time to uh take care of myself as well.
0: For yourself, I mean the past few months have really been, you know, like some next level stuff from yourself and you are getting the recognition on a national basis. I mean, with uh, PWI doing their Canadian rankings and having you at the very top there, I mean, that really says something for just how the nation as a whole sees you.
1: Yeah, that was surreal, dude. Uh, (laughs) um, I think that was one of those things where, you know, I had to just, just pause for a moment and think, you know, how would, you know, Younger me react to this mm-hmm. um, because as much as I want to be like, okay, that's cool, but anyways, you know, I got more work to do. I think I needed to take that moment as well just to appreciate uh, just how fucking cool it is. Um,
0: like that is awesome. Like it's when you look at the nation as a whole, the amount of wrestlers here, and it's you are at the very top of it. That is incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't think you know. Some part of me thinks I don't you know deserve it, and everybody is you know. There's so much talent around here, so I think uh, to 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 get that recognition right now at this moment is, is uh yeah it's surreal it's so surreal dude it's so cool to to kind of see but I think with the amount of talent I think uh, BC is gonna be uh, contending for that number one spot constantly
0: with the. Wrestlers coming out of you know like whether it's NEW three sixty five or the you know the abundance of other ones, I mean, you guys are lighting it up out there. BC is a hotbed for wrestling at the moment.
1: Yeah, and that's cool to even hear you say that, right? Because when I when I started, you hear the whole, or even before I started uh, training, you would hear in podcasts and stuff that BC is a black hole of wrestling. Like I literally heard that on a Jericho podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So to now hear that BC is a, is a hot spot for wrestling and there's just so much talent. It's awesome. And it, it's motivating. It's mm-hmm. motivating to, you know, to everybody in the, in the, uh, in the locker rooms and especially at the dojo and with the Lionsgate dojo, that's something special. And I think that, you know, is the primary source for why BC is becoming so hot and, and doing so much, you know, alongside nation extreme wrestling and, and everything they've done. Right. And, them also kind of partnering up with the Lionsgate Dojo has been so, so amazing because they've been so, uh, gracious towards, towards everyone training and and all the trainers and stuff. And they've done so much for us as well. But with the Lionsgate Dojo, I think that that reputation is just, is just growing more and more. And, uh, Tony Baroni kind of mentioned it in a, uh, in a documentary that he was in that he wants those colors. He wants those Lionsgate Dojo, uh, logos to be a sign of like okay so this guy this guy knows what he's doing this guy can go and i think that's the goal and uh it's exciting to hear and it's motivating it's yeah. really really motivating
0: i think that's a good goal to have because i mean you take exact for example um storm wrestling before land storm stopped i mean you almost knew like the stamp of approval like if you were there totally. you knew that you were getting some of the best training so for Uh, Lionsgate, to have that same sort of thing, I mean, that's a a great way to look at it and to have that under your belt.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Now, I know, like, this past weekend, uh, you had wrestled for Love Wrestling. You've done a few shows with them. And, I mean, we talked before we started recording about what a great job they've been doing. But let's, uh, let's talk about your experiences there so far, because I know the second show you wrestled Michael Richard Blaze...
1: I think. Uh, yeah, the first show I did, I wrestled Michael Richard. Yes, race,
0: so. yes. And then uh, most recently was against Stephen Crow, correct? Yep. So what were those two matches like and the overall experience wrestling for Love Wrestling?
1: Uh, amazing for both. I had mm-hmm. such a great time. And uh, being in a, a locker room where I don't really know anybody, um, you know, it's it's sort of, it's tough um, but it was immediately easy because of how cool everyone was down there and how, how welcoming and and uh just yeah just just warm and, and awesome the uh, reception was from everybody so to to go into a new locker room and, and to a new place i've never been um and just feel like i i belong there mm-hmm. you know it, it's, it means the world so it, it was great both uh, both times have been awesome and i'm excited to go back in may
0: Yeah, I mean, that may show you're going to be facing off for uh, one of the titles against uh, Ravenous Randy and MRB, correct?
1: Uh, Yeah, Yeah. yes, sir.
0: So, I mean, that should be a good one. You've got one of of Alberta's top wrestlers with MRB, you have one of BC's top wrestlers with uh, yourself, and then you have Ravenous Randy, who is, I mean, an incredible wrestler in his own right. It should be a fantastic match.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I've gotten the chance to work with, uh, Randy before and then getting to work with MRB for the first time was definitely a bucket list item checked off. Mm -hmm. So, and both those guys are so talented, so skilled. So I think what we'll be able to do, um, in the, in the ladder match next May, uh, or this upcoming, this upcoming May will be, I'm very excited for it. Mm -hmm.
0: Will this be your first ladder match or you've done others?
1: Uh, no, I've done a few, I think this is probably like third or fourth, maybe yeah. I've done, um, yeah, I've done a few, a few ladder matches in the past.
0: Now, I mean, not to, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot too much with it, but you mentioned bucket list. Do you have your eyes set on, are there other wrestlers that you see out there that you're like, yeah, I'd like to have a match with him or you a know, match with her?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll start locally. I think, uh, Evan Rivers, I've never got to have a singles with him outside of, you know, Lionsgate Dojo, but, um, to have it on a, on a show I really want to do. I want to have that with, uh, with Evan Rivers. Um, other guys, like I tweeted recently about Mars. Uh, mm-hmm. he is, yeah, I, I was just, I was like, man, just so, so skilled and so, so gifted and and so awesome. And I don't think he's, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I mean, don't, don't quote me on this, but I think he's been working for around for two years. So I'm like just seeing that as like, Holy shit, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's, that's, it's so impressive. So he's definitely someone I want to get in there with, uh, Adriel Noctis down in the States, someone I want to step in the ring with. Um, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but everybody, you know, everywhere yeah. and everybody is the, the goal.
0: Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I mean, I'm going to throw my own personal one that I want to see is you versus Sean Moore, because I mean, I'm a big fan of his work. I'm a big fan of yours. I'd love to see the two, you in the ring together, unless it's already happened and I just don't know.
1: Uh, No, it hasn't happened yet, and I'd I'd love to do it, definitely. Mm
0: -hmm. One wrestler you have had an incredible lengthy uh, rivalry with is Judas Icarus. It was the first, uh, your NEW match, like I said, was the first one I'd seen of you both. And going through and watching some of your other ones, you two have a rivalry to me that is like, almost like a Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect style rivalry where you guys can just go in the ring and go. It's fantastic wrestling every time.
1: Well, I appreciate the kind words, man. That's like one hell of a comparison. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, I, it's always, it's always awesome to get in there with them. And I think we have similar mindsets. So uh, it just, it just works, you know, it just mm-hmm. works. And I, I feel when we're in there together, we're kind of like I mentioned before, we're just pushing each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that really, really brings us to that next level.
0: Now, NEW has been been a big part of this uh, interview because, I mean, the work they've been doing in BC has been phenomenal. From the the show-wise to the wrestlers that are involved, everything about it has – the presentation has looked incredible. You know, having the shows up on YouTube almost immediately is huge for everyone involved. It gives uh, fans a chance to watch worldwide – you, I mean, your first few matches, you know, you you picked up a few uh, losses along the way, but afterwards, I mean, you look at the tournament for the title which you won, and then afterwards, facing off with Artemis, facing facing off with uh, Anton Alexiev and just putting on some fantastic matches for NEW.
1: Yeah, I mean, what uh, what New has done is, you know, I don't think there's been anything like it um, in, in in BC that I'm aware of, right? So the the shows that they've been they've been presenting and just the spectacles I'll say mm-hmm. have been incredible and uh, I know everyone is so so grateful for this platform that we've given us mm-hmm. and it motivates everybody to just step up you know you go you walk into that venue and you see all those damn screens with everyone's faces on it it's like well, you know this is this is another level this is a bigger stage and it's time to uh it's time to perform mm-hmm.
0: it uh, the presentation. I honestly must say has been fantastic, especially for independent wrestling. I mean, to do that sort of work and it's, you go to some shows, it's going to be like in, you know, a community center where it's, you know, a handful of people would, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of it, but to see what they're doing and putting it on this sort of, uh, sort of stage for everyone to see is great work.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the, uh, just the, the platform, that they're they're giving everyone is is unbelievable um so yeah it's 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 really exciting and you know you mentioned like rec, like rec center stuff but all those shows are are amazing to do but some of them just sometimes have a, a difficult time reaching that that larger fan base like you said mm-hmm. so new has been able to do that and i think that's just going to to broaden everybody's careers and broaden bc and uh you know hopefully hopefully in a few years, people are being like, you know what? I want to get down to Canada. I want to get down to BC is where mm-hmm. I want to go. Cause I know a lot of people want to go to the States and they want to get out there. And, and uh, that's kind of where they make their name, but I'm, I, I want BC to be the place where people are, like, you know what? I got to go down there because I need to be, I need to be seen on a, on a, on a major level. So I got to get down to BC and I got to prove my worth. And I think that's, you know, speaks for itself.
0: That definitely. And, you know, just to bring back the comment that you know, hearing that BC was a black hole for wrestling it's the more I think about it the more like off base it is when you look at the history of wrestling from BC I mean because you had you know like you know your Kyle O'Reilly's come from there your El Phantasmo's Artemis Spencer's you know and now the next crop I mean there's always been somebody from out west who's been able to make it in wrestling so to hear that it's you almost have to wonder like what's going on you know
1: yeah definitely uh and all the names you just mentioned, is is a clear indicator that uh, BC is obviously doing something right, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just ex- I'm excited to see who else who else uh, comes from BC, and I can't wait for those those matchups when they do come, where it's the uh, the newer guys from BC versus you know, like El uh, El has come back and wrestled, uh, I've I've worked him and he's uh, wrestled Elliot Tyler and stuff, so mm-hmm. it's kind of from the uh, the older. Generation, so to speak, versus the newer. I want to see more of that, and I, uh, I'm excited to, especially with Chelsea Green coming back for uh, Commodore Ballroom.
0: Yes, that'll be that'll be a big show.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited for that one.
0: So now, for yourself, what do you have coming up? Because I know there's the N E W show. Is it the end of May or beginning of
1: June? Yeah, that's May 28th. Okay, Uh, May 28th, uh, NEW show and there's a uh, May 5th, so I think this Thursday, this upcoming Thursday, is the Cinco de Mayo show at Commodore Ballroom Mm -hmm. that they're putting on, and I'll be a part of that in uh, some way or another. But, yeah, so I got uh, a ladder match May 27th in Edmonton, and then I uh, fly back the next day, and then I got May 28th. Um, And uh, that card hasn't been released yet, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm doing that one.
0: That's going to be a busy weekend for yourself there, eh?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely, and uh, <laughs> that's something I miss too. About um, you know before before COVID, that's kind of how it was. It was you wrestle here and then you wrestle there, and you just keep going. And you know, I, I think a lot of people obviously have it worse, where they're flying from place to place all you know all weekend long or all week long. But it's um, something I definitely miss.
0: Yeah, and with the uh, geography of Canada, I mean, like for yourself, it being in BC, you can you you can make the jump over to Alberta. It's not too big of a travels, you know, yeah. if you're, you know, where we are here in Manitoba, I mean, you got Winnipeg and then it's like, okay, well, where are you supposed to go from here? So unless you're right. doing one of those countrywide tours, you're not really being able to, you know, put yourself out there. So, you know, in your position to be able to jump over to Alberta, get in work, come back to BC. I mean, that's really a great opportunity for yourself.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, I so appreciative of, of uh love wrestling for doing that for me. And, uh, just gonna continue to uh to grow love wrestling is um they're just gonna continue to grow with the the company because i think this is their third third or fourth show coming up so Mm -hmm. obviously with with how many people they've already reached i think it's just gonna get bigger and better and i think i i hope i hope down the road that canada can you know just kind of just sort of come together more right i think i think it's starting to happen more with bc and toronto and bc and alberta and 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 all that but it's tough because Canada is just so so widely spread out but I think it would yeah I, I I have I imagine a place where everyone in Canada is you know working each other and flying from place to place to place and we're all just this big one one big community um and I don't think that's ever really really happened on uh, that big of a platform so you know down the road fingers crossed and I think everyone uh, everyone's hoping on on that
0: almost to the old, like, you know, like NWA days where there was territories, you know, where you have like your Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Canada, you have your champions of each province and then like a national champion who can go to those provinces, defend his own title against, you know, the tops in Manitoba or whatever, and, you know, have the best of the yeah. best there.
1: It's definitely. Uh, and with the, uh, no, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, well, with, say... uh, with the talent that there is, sorry, the talent that there is in, um, in Canada, I think there's no reason that, that, that can't happen. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that that's something as a whole for wrestling in Canada would be, it'd be huge. And uh, it's something that, you know, you can't really do it nowadays in the States, but I think it could work here in Canada.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I hope so. I really do. Mm
0: -hmm. Now for yourself, I know uh, a couple more, and then I'll let you go enjoy your Sunday uh, afternoon, but, uh, as a fan of wrestling, what are your some of your favorite matches that you've seen?
1: Uh just as a whole? It just as a whole. Um, well, I'll start with uh, I think a match that really, really uh, drew me in was like Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn. There's just mm-hmm. something about that match that really caught my attention, and I think that's remains one of my one of my favorites. As far as watching live, um uh Cody Chun. Versus uh, Jake Atlas was a mm-hmm. match that really stands out to me. That match was just incredible. I mean, there's just so many insane matches happening so regularly now that I get to witness. So mm-hmm. it, it's tough. Um, I want to name. I want to name so many people. Um, State of Emergency versus Reloaded. I mean, every time those guys get in the ring, it's you know, it's, they, it's, it's a.
0: They've had some great matches that are up on YouTube, and I encourage everyone to go check them out.
1: Definitely. Yeah. They, and those are, you know, speaking of pushing each other and making each other work harder. Those are two teams that elevate each other to that next level. Mm -hmm. And those teams, I think, you know, if you don't know about them now, well, you're, you're about to, I think you're about to find out who they are very, very soon. Cause I think Mm -hmm. they're just going to expand and they're going to grow and uh, shout out to reloaded for getting their first uh, tag team uh, championships this weekend. They got them BW. So congrats to them, man. I think long overdue for those guys they've been Mm -hmm. absolutely killing it so to see them have the whole gold SOE holds gold you know it's 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 so exciting to see but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah as far as as far as as far as matches go and the ones i've witnessed there's too many to count but (laughs) that's a that's a good thing
0: Mm -hmm. now travis for those listening if they're not already following you on social media where can they find you
1: oh yeah i'm on twitter and instagram at pro t williams um and yeah, I mean, all my links are, are listed there. I'm on Facebook as well as, well as uh, Golden Boy Travis Williams. So I, I try to keep that uh, as updated as I can. But most of my stuff will be either on Twitter or uh, Instagram.
0: Awesome. Travis, thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much to Travis for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. I appreciate him taking the time out of his day to join me, share his story so far, and talk wrestling. So check him out online. Check him out with NEW, Love Pro Wrestling everywhere else that he wrestles out in BC he's I he wrestles for so many promotions out there he's really getting his name out there check him out because you know he's going to be hitting up uh in the states sometime soon with uh some of the the promotions there so uh just keep your eyes peeled and definitely check him out when he comes to your town thank you to him and thank you for checking out the podcast I say it every time I will always say it I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to join me listen you know and talk about wrestling, you know. So thank you so much for that. If it's your first time checking out the podcast, you can find me up on Twitter at Grainmaker Pod. You can shoot me an email, GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com, up on Facebook, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, up on all various podcast platforms. So Apple, Spotify, Google, all that. If uh, there's one you would like me to be on, but I'm not on, just let me know and I will do my best to get up on that platform. Um If you would like a t-shirt, you can go to whatamaneuver.net and search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. You can grab a shirt from there. Half of all of the profits is being donated to local nonprofit, uh, Ray Winnipeg. Uh, so just know that, uh, some of the proceeds are going to help them out. And if you are local or in Canada, I can also ship and you can save on the exchange. And that I have shirts done locally, um, through a brick shirt house. They, uh, they came through in the clutch and made some shirts and I've got them made up. So they're 25 bucks. That's cheap. You know? you're going to look fashionable, have a great looking shirt, um, rep some local, uh, local content. So, uh, if you're in Manitoba or, or if you're in Winnipeg, I can hand deliver the shirt to you myself. If you're in Manitoba or Canada, want a shirt, let me know. We'll figure out the shipping details and I can send one out to you. So, uh, just drop me a line about all of that. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.